UFC welterweight contender Vicente Luque. What's going on, Vicente? How's life in Brazil? What's up, man? Ah, all good. Training good. I mean, it's hard with everything that is going on around the world, but I'm keeping safe and family is good, so can't complain. How are you keeping safe? Because recently, you know, before the Fight Island events, there was a lot of Brazilian fighters that tested positive. So what are the precautions you're taking? Yeah, I mean, I, I got like for training, which is the big thing, how, how I could train, right? I got two guys that are training with me and all they do is train with me and go home. So, you know, and, and I do the same thing. So I go there, train and make sure that I don't go anywhere else. And my strength and conditioning coach, he has a gym at home. He built it like during this this time with, with everything that is going on. He decided to do that. So also I'm training over there, which is a much safer environment. And overall, I'm just, you know, doing what what we got to do, like keep distance and only see the people that I'm used to seeing that I know that are keeping themselves, you know, safe. And for now, everything has been going good. I've been able to to keep clear from any anything and getting contaminated or anything. So are you going to the gym or are you doing your workouts at home? Are you going to Serato MMA? Yeah, I'm going to Serato MMA, but I I have the key, so I open and only uh, we train over there. And then after we train, before and after we train, we get everything as clean as we can. And yeah, we're we're doing what we can. It must kind of suck, you know what I mean? Like, you have to do cleaning on top of training. You know, after you train, it, it, you're just probably sick of it by now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not common. But at the same time, what I like about it is, like, mentally, it makes me stronger. Because now I know, like, oh, I'm working hard because I come here, I clean this place, I train hard, and then I got to clean it afterwards. And the guys help me out also. So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It's... It's different, but I know it's not going to be forever like this, so I, I'm trying to take the most out of it. Well, that I guess that's good for you because you've trained, you know, in Brazil at Serato MMA, you know, for a bunch of camps already. So it's not like it's something that you're just something different for a lot of fighters. It's different. It's like they don't even get to go to the gym or nothing. I know, I know. It's, I mean, it, it has been hard times. For my last fight with Nico Price, that was really different. Most of the training was done at home. Uh, and my, my strength and conditioning coach, he did not have uh, the facility he has now. So we were, do, we were doing uh, things like really with those little uh, home weights that you do. Like it, it was, we were kind of improvising everything. So it was really hard, but I still managed, you know, to get as ready as I could. But for this fight, I feel like I'm like really close to normal. So I, I managed to have really good camp for this fight. All right, let's go back to that last fight, UFC Jacksonville. You know, you're an entertainer. That was a very entertaining fight against Nico Price. How weird was it for you with no crowd? Did it, you know, affect you? Like, especially at the beginning of the fight to kind of get started? Because I know you get energy from that crowd. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I knew it was going to be different. So I mentalized a lot of visualized uh, fighting with no crowd so that I mentally would know and, and would be ready for that. I didn't want to kind of get, like, surprised with it at the moment. And I didn't get surprised. It was really uh, not a big deal. What was interesting about it, like I could hear really well my corner man and I could hear uh, Nico's corner man also really, really well. So like loud and clear. So it was kind of like sparring. And sometimes when I'm sparring, uh, I will listen like to instructions they're giving like to my sparring partner and I know what he's going to do. 
So that was kind of like in the fight as well. I heard sometimes like uh, Nico, they would tell Nico like, oh, pressure him now. Don't let him like, don't let him gain space. And then I thought, oh, now it's when I'm going to gain space. Cause I'm going to frustrate whatever he's trying to do. So it was, it was definitely different. Uh, it wasn't better than, than fighting with a crowd. I, I love having a crowd over there and cheering for me. But there were some good things, like hearing his corner was pretty different, and, and it worked out for me. Yeah, I guess uh, that's the positive. But also there's negatives to that, right? Is because the judges, you know, they get to hear everything. They get to hear the corners. And I feel like they get to hear the commentators, too. And the commentators, they're not always the best at commentating the fights you know they don't really sometimes they make mistakes and the and the judges can hear that and i feel like that can have an effect on on the decision of the fight do you think that that's that could be a problem i mean definitely uh i think when when we deal with people like different things can affect different people so you never know maybe uh, a judge or can get affected by that maybe he's not he's really doesn't know uh he's kind of divided and if he hears a commentator oh i think this guy did better Maybe that's going to be, you know, what, what he's going to use as, as the decision maker. So, yeah, it, it is something that can affect. That's why I try not to leave the, the fights to the judges. I tried that with Nico and, and I managed in the last round. And it was such a, a tough fight. He's a really tough guy. But, yeah, it, it's something we got to watch. Judges are always something you, you can't predict. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, he is a tough guy, man. He, he took some damage in that fight. Uh, now, after the fight, did you did you stay in Florida or were you right back to Brazil? No, I was right back to Brazil. Like in this moment, for me, it just makes sense to be around my family. I'm here with my wife. My mom lives here also. Uh, all my wife's family lives here. So we're just close to family. We know that they are safe. And if anything happens and we need to help them out, we have the possibility to. And I feel great at home. You know, I just feel good over here in Brazil. So for me, it made sense at this moment to be here. It's less distractions for you when you're actually in a training camp with having everybody near you. Because other guys, you know, they, they could have distractions with their parents away from them and worried about them and things like that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I remember back in the day, I used to do most of my training camp uh, in Florida. And I would go alone. Like for my last camps over there, I took my wife with me. And that's totally different. But before, I would be on my own over there. And, like, I could manage it, but it was mentally, it was kind of, like, overloading in the sense that, oh, I got my family back in Brazil. I don't know how they were doing. And I'm over here training and have to focus on the fight. So, for me, it's just more relaxing to be here mentally. I feel better in training, you know. I, I just feel like I could flow really good. Now, you know, you're number 12 in the world. You know, you said that you wanted a, a top 10 guy, top 15 guy next. You've mentioned Anthony Pettis, Jeff Neal, even Nate Diaz. Were there any of those fights, any top 15 guys, you know, discussed with you before you got booked, rebooked with Randy Brown? I mean, uh, I did throw the name of Anthony Pettis. We tried for that fight and it didn't work out. I, I think he might be going down division. So that's kind of nobody knows what's going on. So it wasn't a fight that was going to happen at this moment. And most of those names, like, uh, maybe if I decided just to wait and eventually try to get a fight over there, I could. But for me, you know, being active is something really important. I like to fight. I like to compete. I feel like I evolve every single fight. So I wanted to get a fight now in August. That was my time frame. I thought it made sense. 
And Randy, I was supposed to fight Randy Brown. So I did think he was a good opponent in the sense that he's coming off victories. He's kind of a prospect. People believe that he can be a, a, a future guy in the welterweight division. So I can take that momentum, you know. I think that a guy that has that kind of momentum, uh, I could go out there, get a dominant win over him. That sets me up to now, yeah, now I have no other way. I have to fight a top 10. So right now my focus is beating Randy Brown. And I believe that puts me, uh, sets me up to a good fight after that. Do you feel like Randy Brown, he's a guy that will be in the top 15, so you might as well fight him now instead of later because, you know, it's going to help you no matter what? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a tough kid. I've, I've, seen, I've seen him watch much before I was scheduled to fight him, and I always thought he had, like, really good potential. So I, I do believe, like, eventually he might be in there. You know, we never know how the fights are going to go. But I, if he keeps track, and I think he can be in the top 15. So for me, it made sense. Like, I know that he's an up-and-coming kid. People like his style. He's a long guy. People like to see that kind of style fight. Really slick boxing. So I thought, you know, it's a fight that people watch him. So it makes sense for me to fight him. It's not just like I'm fighting, you know, somebody that's coming in the UFC. He has history in there. He's still not a top 15, but he's a potential guy. So I, I think it makes sense. So when you analyze Randy Brown, so stylistically, you you really love this matchup. A boxer, a guy that will stand and trade with you. Very similar to, physically similar to a, a Jalen Tur Turner. Yeah, physically really similar. The only difference would be he's an orthodox. Uh, Turner was a southpaw. So I think that, that kind of matches up better. I, I'd rather fight a, a orthodox and a southpaw. And, you know, what I think of Randy Brown, he's a complete guy. Although he's a boxer, mainly like he started in boxing, he has really good wrestling and ground game. So I'm definitely ready for those aspects as well. And I got a ground game on myself, so I, I think that's that is a good thing that I could use, especially if he wants to try to you know fight me on the on the grappling side. I can throw him some of my tools over there. But I mean, if it takes place on the stand up for me. It would be great. I love that. You know, that's what I love doing. I have fun striking. So I and, and I know that people watching at home love that. And I fight for the crowd. I fight to to put on a good show. So definitely, if Randy wants to come out and box, that's gonna be a, a great show that night. Where do you feel like the fight will be playing out mostly? You know, what I mean, most likely in the striking, you you feel like that's gonna be where you know it plays out. You know, how do you see or where do you see the finish coming? I see Randy as a really intelligent guy, so I think it's going to start out uh, with the striking. If I start getting the better out of that, I believe he might try to try to use the grappling and, and maybe to stall or maybe to get points on, on taking me down. And that's where I see an opening for maybe submitting him. So I don't know. I, I'm going to look for the finish. I believe a submission is, is a big possibility. But, I mean, the fight's going to go everywhere. He's a striker, but also grapple. So, either a knockout or a submission, that's that's my prediction. I don't try to leave it to the judges, so I won't try it this time either. You've had uh, three fight of the night bonuses in 2019. You know, some epic brawls. Do you kind of feel like you need to get away from that, you know, yourself and, and kind of get more on to, like, performance of the night bonuses? You know what I mean? Like, fight of the nights are great, but then, you know, when you move up the division... And, and get higher in the rankings, like, you don't really see Fight of the Nights anymore, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that 
I, I had, like, last year, I had some tough opponents in the sense that how much they could take, you know. Even with Nico Price this year, I mean, he, he's such a tough guy. He's he's a guy that, you know, I threw everything at him, and he took it and kept on coming. It's not like I, I was kind of, like, trying to hit him with, with some light stuff. I, I hit him hard, and he kept on coming. So, you know, I think that that matching brought this fight of the nights and I had to put my heart out there and just, you know, uh, fight my way through it. But at the same time, I've been watching a lot of these fights I've had. I've been, you know, working on a lot of new things that, that I, I want to evolve. I want to become a better fighter. And definitely, I'm looking towards the performance of the night and not so much of, of the fight of the nights. But I mean, if the guys can take what I bring, it, it might have to be a fight of the night because I'm not the kind of guy that is going to step down. I mean, if the guy steps up, I will step even even higher and, and try to beat him, uh, you know, face to face. Yeah, that that last fight, it should have been fight of the night, you know, but they should give out more than one fight of the nights. Come on, don't, that fight was crazy. I mean, yeah, if you put me in a card and you got guys like Gaethje and, and yeah. Tony Ferguson, it's definitely going to be more than one fight of the night. <laughs> Will Gilbert Burns be in your corner for this upcoming fight? Yeah, yeah, he's he's supposed to be. If everything goes fine, he will be there for me, and you know I'm I'm gonna try to be there for him in his next fight as well. Uh, if everything works out that I, I don't have a fight scheduled, I can go over there. That's always what I what I want to do. You know, I, he's there for me every single time. I want to be there for him every single time. So it it has been working really well between us. We just like. Uh, he knows my game really well, so whenever he's in my corner, he can uh, realize what's what what I can do in the fight and let me know. Maybe I'm not thinking about it, and then when I hear from him, I'm oh yeah, that makes sense, and it fits my style. Same thing when I'm cornering him. Uh, I'm not thinking about what I could do with my opponent. I'm thinking, oh, what could Gilbert do right now? Oh, Gilbert can do this because I know him so well. So it, it's really good to have this kind of like corner man uh, with me. Also, uh, not not saying that uh, the coaches are super important because they have another side of it. But when you have a fighter in your corner, it's a different kind of view. It's it's something that is someone that is active. They just know how to give you that information, like re re ready to go. So you're not gonna have uh, your wife in the corner? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. That 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 was different. I think that works from some guys, and I mean. I like to have my corners. I like to have Gilbert, but my wife, no, she always goes and helps me out with everything, but cornering, I'll leave it for the corners and for Gilbert Burns. So no, normally, you know, when you, when you do training camp, you're in Brazil, then you, you head to Florida, but now Florida is this hotbed for COVID-19. So most likely you're not going to go there and you're probably going to go straight to Vegas, right? Yeah, I'm going straight to Vegas. So I'm, I'm finishing up my camp over here and fly straight to Vegas I mean, it, it's the safer route. The the least places I could go to, I think, is the best right now. If I could just go straight to Vegas, that that makes sense for me. So that's what I'm gonna do. So you know, you go to Vegas, but I feel like the UFC said that they're gonna go to Fight Island again, uh, September, maybe October. So do you plan on like your next fight? I gotta go to Fight Island. That's just something I have to do. It's like bucket list, right? I don't know, man. You know, I I would love to fight over there. But we got to see. Fighting now in August, we'll see. If it's a big fight, if it's a fight that makes sense, and I have and, and I come out, you know, of this fight 
100% feeling good, healthy? Maybe. It might happen. But all focus now is on Randy Brown and getting out, getting a big win over him. And I got to see how I'm going to be after that. You know, if, if I'm 100% physically, I can make it to fight uh, sooner uh, this year. But I don't know. I do want to put three fights. So I'm going to my second fight now. I do want to put three fights in this year. But we'll see. We'll see when it's going to be again. Vicente, thank you, man, so much. Uh, August 1st, UFC at the at the Apex, Las Vegas. Randy Brown, very exciting matchup. Man, it's like, what what a, matchups are not exciting with Vicente in them, man. You know, like, it's 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 just a normal thing now, I think. Yeah, man, uh, that, that's was, that was always my goal. I always want people to know, when I'm stepping in the cage, it's going to be, you know, fight of the night, at least potential for fight of the night. At least some, somebody can do it better, but my fight is going to be really good and everybody's going to want to watch it.